All right, it looks like everything connected okay. Yep, there we are. And I'm going to be cute here and just do this. Hey, Deviants. Thank you for tuning in to We, we Say, Say Weird, Weird Shit. Thank you for tuning in. This is our very first live episode of We Say Weird Shit. We are your humble hosts. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And today we have a very special treat for everybody. See, I did my hair and everything like that. We have <laughs> Gail Lynn here. Uh, Gail is a relationship coach. And uh, why don't you give us a little bit of insight on what you do? All right, I will. So first of all, thank you for having me. I'm Thank you for excited coming. to hear what kind of weird shit we get to say today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am a relationship coach and I focus mo- mainly on uh, non-traditional partnerships. So, um, you know, or I can do any relationship. However, I seem to find that uh, there's not a lot of uh, coaches out there that understand uh, an open relationship or somebody who's in polyamory or even in the lifestyle And so since I have done it, been there, been through all those spaces, I can definitely be in that space for people without any judgment. And I think it just really makes them feel a lot more comfortable um, knowing that they're not feeling judged for the the lifestyle that they choose. Well, that absolutely sounds amazing. I think uh, I, you know, and. I mean, for myself and Liz, we're monogamous, and at least that's what what she keeps telling me. And, and you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's actually kind of cool because it, it. I mean, I guess for some, it would be good for them to kind of open up and see what is good for their relationship or not. You know, so yeah, it's um, just, you know. It really is. It's, you know, a relationship should be between two people and uh, monogamy is a great path. I, I, I consider all these paths to be sacred paths. It's just the way you engage with it. If you're going to pick monogamy, then engage with it fully. If you're going to pick polyamory, engage with it fully. What I feel is that outside influences should not frame how you have your relationship. And that's what we usually have to get over is the belief systems um, that that are in the church or society or even our family belief systems. And um, how did you get into something like this? Well, I ended up getting into this field. It's kind of like my little hero's journey that I ended up going on. Uh, what happened is my husband actually came to me and asked to have sex with somebody else. He had never been with anybody else. Uh, you know, he never had that, that time period in his life before we got married where he could kind of sow his wild oats. And so uh, it, it was, but it was hard. It was really hard for me. I felt all kinds of stuff come up, 
you know, within me of not being worthy. What's going to happen? Is he going to abandon me? You know, what am I going to do? So safety and security. So all that stuff, you know, you don't really understand why these emotions and these feelings hit you sometimes, but usually one of those is right there sitting at the base because you might've had some abandonment in the past or, you know, not been safe or, or maybe, you, you know, even for me, I had some um, body issues. So, uh, you know, things are flooding through my mind, like, oh my gosh, you know, if we do this and somebody else sees me, what are they, you know, all kinds of stuff starts going through your mind. And I mean, I literally went up to my closet and I shut the door and I just cried and screamed in the closet because I didn't know how to handle it. And so after going through all that and learning, you know, along the way, the different things like communication and how to deal with jealousy, you know, those key things in relationships um, that oftentimes you don't have to face that much in a monogamous relationship. Well, now you are really faced with it. And I mean, there were times we would have day after day, four hour conversations. I mean, it became a part-time job just trying to figure out what to do with our lives. Yeah. And, and so when we were actually given the tools to communicate with some active listening and some reflecting, it started to change everything. And about how long did it take for you to actually like fully embrace the situation? Well, it took a while. And I always <laughs> say to everybody, take your time. There's no sense rushing out. Um, you know, well, the first thing that we actually did is we kind of looked at what was going on in our lives. And um, we had a lot going on. And the way I dealt with it was by taking sleeping pills because, you know, we were going through a bankruptcy with one of our businesses and I had a heroin addict as a son. And so mommy bird is just concerned about that and all the other stuff. And, you know, sex wasn't exactly on my list of priorities where for him, it actually was. It, you know, and so we were kind of going through some spaces where uh, we really took a look at our lives to say, okay, what can we do to amp it up in our lives? And so, like, one of the first things we did was, um, you know, get the whipped creams and berries out and some mm -hmm. sexy lingerie. And, you know, we started to really connect with uh, between us intimately mm -hmm. first. Um, and we, we did that for several, several months. And then it just came around again that he really had this desire. And so, you know, what are your options? You can say, fuck you, get out of here, right? That's an option. Or my option was, okay, well, let's figure this out and see what we want to do with this. And so from there, we actually, I found a sacred sexuality class that we could take. It was like a four day workshop. And that was the best thing that I've ever done because one, I got the sex education that I never got as a child. I'm like, here I am, you know, and much older. I, I mean, I didn't give my kids the sex education because I never got it. Right. Yeah. And so now here I am, <laughs> we're grown adults and we're actually like learning so much more. Um, and then we would have exercises with other people um, so it was almost like this good little playground for us to kind of experiment what it would be like to be with other guys and him with other women doing these exercises. And, and you are nude 
to do them. You're not having sex, you know, right? but they're very intimate exercises. And we could see each other across the room while we're doing this. So it really put to test, you know, is this something we could do or not? And, you know, stuff came up, but we were in an environment where they could really help us to, um, to, to diffuse that and to kind of do that inner work that, that is necessary in order to be in those kind of spaces. Mm-hmm. And so when we were done with that, we were like, okay, we kind of gave each other permission to go see other people. Now, before all of this, were you a life coach at all? No, I wasn't. I, we were, we're serial entrepreneurs. <laughs> Total, well, I don't know about that. I, everybody always has come to me. It's just been a natural thing. People come to me and I've always helped them with problems. It's just, I didn't do it in an official capacity. Right. So yeah, I, I, I did. But after, after going through all of that and really looking at my life saying, you know, what would I like to do to really help people out in this world? And I know how, how there were a lot of bumps and, and rocky roads and different paths that we took and to be able to help people through that is just what I'd love to do. Well, that is fantastic. Um, I do. Um, so I do have like a question. I know you don't talk about your patients or any, anything like that, but um, can you give me a situation where it did not end up all sunshine and rainbows and it ended in, well, dare we say divorce or something of that nature? Yeah, it, it happens. Okay. Because one of the things, you know, whenever you're opening your relationship up, this is one thing you take it slow. You really do. You, you don't, you know, take your time, get your pillars of agreements in place, take it slow. For some people, um, they do it to try and fix the relationship. And it's no different than trying to have a baby to fix a, a, a marriage. You know, it, it really doesn't work. And people sometimes think that they blame the uh, opening the relationship up on the divorce. And it really wasn't that. There was a lot more at play in their personal lives and the reason why they chose to actually get the divorce. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of dig in to, to find out, was it that that did it or was it really something else? What, what else was going on in your life that you chose to make that change or you know, not be married. And sometimes we just, you know, I, people get divorced. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. And the way I look at it is, you know, whenever a relationship is no longer serving your growth or it's not, sometimes it's just time to move on and it's okay. You got everything you needed out of that relationship. And sometimes what happens is people stay too long and then it becomes an angry situation rather than just saying, okay, you know, this just isn't really working. We've grown in different ways and and we're different people now and I want to have different experiences. And then you can actually, you know, uncouple and leave in a really good manner. Do you have ever have um, instances where, you know, when person in the couple wants to have the open relationship, the other doesn't, but they're okay with the other person having, you know, being with other people and, yeah. you know, it's okay with them. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's 
I mean, they would consider it almost like a monopoly, monopoly type thing where one of them really wants to stay monogamous and the other one wants to have their partners. So they might be poly or mm -hmm. yeah. Some people, one spouse is so busy, they don't have time. They don't want to do it, but the other one does. And so it's just, if it's an agreement between them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you, do you find couples who, you know, maybe they are on the verge of separation or divorce and they decide to open their relationship and it actually brings them closer together then again? Yep. It can happen for sure. Especially, mm -hmm. um, like a lot of people in the swinging world, it really uh, brings a lot of spice to their life, you know, and, and they're doing it together. So it's it's an activity where they get to explore themselves sexually, explore other people, get different experiences. And it, it really does strengthen the partnership. And sometimes it doesn't. You know, sometimes people aren't willing to do the work to handle their jealousy because you do need to you know, face it and say, why am I feeling this? What's going on here? And then move from there. But if you're not willing to do that and you're just willing to say, nope, nope, can't take it, don't want to do it, then it's not going to work. Now, I do want to remind everybody that this is a live uh, Q&A, uh, AMA, and you are welcome to call in. I do have a link at the bottom at the uh, pinned uh uh, comment that I have underneath this live stream. So I want to make sure that everybody understands that. And don't forget, you need to share this too. We need to have more people in to ask these questions. She don't charge for, uh, she's not charging anybody right now, but she does in real life. So, uh, <laughs> so bring them on, bring it, bring it in, bring it in, <laughs> bring your questions on. <laughs> yeah. It, and, uh, it's, oh, go oh, ahead, go Dave. Ahead. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. I actually didn't have, I was going to ramble until something came up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can ramble for you too. <laughs> you know, it, I think, I think for anybody who is, is really interested in doing something like this, that it's not a bad idea to seek out somebody who can help you kind of through these areas because it's uncharted territory. And having that support, I would have appreciated. I kind of got it in little bits and pieces here and there, but to have somebody really walk all the way through is, it's a huge difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Do you have couples who come to you where, you know, one of them is very opposed to it, but after working with you, then they do open up to the idea? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they were able to get past some of their reservations of what was going on, some of their insecurities, you know, but for me, it's always important when a couple comes to me that they do both authentically really want to do it. So mm -hmm. That takes a little bit of, you know, digging down deep to really decide, is this something you want to do? You know, because if not, you're at a choice point. You know, it might be time to leave because one wants to do it and one doesn't want to do it. And so, but being okay with that, just realizing and seeing, because, you know, who wants, you know, the whole cheating thing is, is never fun. So, you know, keeping it up, keeping it open and you know, the conversation going is, is so much, so much better. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I agree. And um, so going back to questions about have you had this and have you had that? Um, yeah. When you are faced with this, is it always about sex or could it just be, you know, closeness, you know, um, things of that nature? Uh, not necessarily, you know, just raw dogging and having fun with other people, but you yep. know, other things. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, there's several different people that are in like a poly type of relationship where they have a connection uh, with somebody who they just like to get together and go out. They don't, uh, they don't necessarily um, want to have sex or anything like that. They just want company. They want somebody who is willing to do some things with them and um, or maybe they have a partner they're just living with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Again, it's it's fully open and a lot of uh, mismatched sex drives. Right. So you might have somebody who's asexual, doesn't want sex at all. And but, you know, the other partner is like, hey, I have a high sex drive. And so there's another reason why somebody might want one person might not. And the other person does. And then you might have a situation where maybe somebody's sick, you know, or wheelchair bound or they can't have sex, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so and then going back to uh, <laughs> going back to not having sex and, and just being with somebody. Think of it this way. Um, with my husband, we always used to, I, I'd drag him down to the mall, right? And he would get mall exhaustion syndrome, MES. That's what I call it. He'd end up in the closest bar and I'd be shopping by myself. So then I didn't have that person with me to say, oh yeah, you look good in this. Oh, I like that. I don't like that. You know, that type of thing. Well, then I learned if I want to enjoy my shopping experience, bring somebody else with me. Mm -hmm. Somebody who does love to shop. And there's people out there, many, many people out there. And it might be a girlfriend. It might be a, a guy friend that I have. Mm -hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> in this kind of, in this kind of, we'll, we'll say field, because I don't know what else to call it. I just say field. Because um, <laughs> life coaching is a field, right? Yes, it is. So mm -hmm. relationship coaching would be none, uh, none different. Um so I guess my question would be, um, in this kind of field, is it something, and this is just on our professional side of things, is it something that is high in demand? Is it, uh, you know, something that, that you find easy to just do for a living? Or do you have to have more than just this? <laughs> Um, it depends. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I have other side gigs that I do and, and stuff, which is nice. I actually like it because it changes it up for me. Um, so it kind of goes in waves. Okay, you know? So it's, uh, so, so kind of like, uh, seasonal in a way. <laughs> yeah. Kind of um, seasonal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've noticed, uh, I've noticed, uh, traffic slows down during the winter around here, but, uh, you know, that's just around here. Um, so what other kind of side gigs do you uh do you do not that we're showcasing those today i don't want to oh. no i do here. no what well one thing that i do is i also help down at the hive which is in mesa arizona and that's a lifestyle club and so because of what i do 
you know, there's a lot of people down there. So I'm kind of the resident counselor down there. If something happens or anything like that, I'm down there to help people out. And then I, I help them. I help them with their events and, and uh, help them do some of their IT stuff and fun things like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, it, so it's kind of very complimentary to what I do. And then um, I also have uh, like, a, I'm a yoga teacher. And so I, I also can teach Qigong and, you know, meditation. And so I, I have all kinds of tools in my bag that I do workshops and different things like that too. Mm-hmm. You a Reiki healer too? Reiki? I am. Am I saying it? Uh, yep. You said it right. <laughs> That's something I've actually wanted to get into. I'm just not spiritual enough for that. So. Oh, everything is spiritual, Dave. <laughs> everything. Yeah. We used to uh, belong to a gym and they had a um, Reiki healer there. And you always were just like, I should make an appointment. I should make an appointment. And you never did. No. Never did. The Never one, experienced it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so when you do all of these things, now I used to have a friend um, who did Reiki and uh, uh, she actually did not charge for her services, but she would barter, you know, like oh. do trades, yeah, which was really cool. Um, and that's actually what got me thinking about it myself because I mean, everybody, everybody's in the, uh, you know, like Reiki and whatnot (laughs) nowadays. Um, yoga, Uh, I'm sorry. I don't care what they say about yoga. I am too fucking fat to do yoga. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) See, I don't care. I'm too fat. I tried it and I failed horribly, horribly. We, we did it for a while. We did like beginner's yoga and um, when we went on our diet in like 2019, like we did it every day. We would get up in the morning and do yoga in the morning and I like yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I actually rather enjoyed doing yoga. That was, uh, you know, and then just one day I was like, nope. Um, <laughs> You're done. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> it was like, was it like beginner's yoga for like men with beer bellies or something? Something like that. Was, I think yeah, there's a good niche market there. I think we're on to something. Um, so I just want to remind everybody again, we are live. This is an AMA, Q&A. Uh, there is a link at the bottom of the uh, the show notes here. Um you click that, you call in, you ask your question. She'll be more than happy to answer it for you. She is doing it pro bono today, pro bono. So if you have any <laughs> questions, don't be afraid to ask. Any other time, she's going to charge you money. You know, we don't like to spend money. <laughs> so this is this is that time where you uh, where, where where you can actually come in and ask those questions that are just so hard hitting and and things you absolutely have to have answered. Come on in and call. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of the questions I get are always around jealousy. And, uh, you know, that's be, beyond the communication. Jealousy is one of the big, big ones, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I always describe jealousy to people. It's kind of like an onion, right? It has several layers to it. It's not just an easy thing to get over because you have to start breaking down what these layers are. Why is the jealousy there? You know, so that first layer might be a belief system. 
like just, you know, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be one man, one wife, you know, the relationship escalator where we meet and go on some dates and then maybe we have sex. Well, once we have sex, then it's time to meet the parents and then it's time to get the ring and it's time to get the white, the wedding and the white picket fence and the two kids, right? Like that's the escalator that most people are taught from very, very young ages. I mean, it's in the movies, everywhere. So we're very indoctrinated with relationships that should be like that. Mm -hmm. So when you can say, well, does it have to be that way? Why do you believe that? Is that really what you believe? Then we can start moving the needle a little bit because a lot of times people just don't even realize where these belief systems are coming out of. So once we can get rid of that, well then, okay, the jealousy lightens up, you know, and then maybe something else is going to happen where you're kind of envious of something, you know, because envy is kind of a form of jealousy, even though it's a little bit different. So then you start, you know, getting that layer and you just work through the guilt, the shames, you know, whatever it is. But the, the good thing about it is you get to the core where the freedom is at. And, and that's when you can start um, experience compersion and compersion actually came out of the poly community. It's where you just have this vicarious joy that your partner is happy. And if they're happy having sex, you're happy. If they're happy um, doing whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not just about the sex because sometimes we get jealous about, you know, our partners doing other things. And so, and, and a lot of times it's just made up in our mind. You know, like, let's say we go on a trip or, you know, the partner goes on a trip, but we know everybody's routine, right? So one of them is calling back to see talk in the morning. We know the routine. They should be there. They're not there. Oh no. Why aren't they there? What happened? And they start making stories up in their mind, you know, but as soon as they can communicate, then the story dissolves because it wasn't true. So, you know, we have to get this communication going and, and stuff and dissolve those other layers. But then this conversion comes in and it's like, I am so happy. Go have fun enjoy yourself because I know you're coming back to me. I know you love me. And whereas the jealousy actually starts pushing somebody away <laughs> instead of actually, you know, creating a more cohesive relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I've noticed a lot more recently that, and I mean, I'm just, um, you know, we're, we're, we're all kids of the nineties here. Right. You know, so back then, none of this was a thing, you know? No. And I mean, if it was, it was very, very, very unheard of. It was almost swept under the rug, you know? Oh, so absolutely. Was, yeah. Done know, in secret and. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And um, so like nowadays, how many people would you say still have that mindset before you talk to them? Oh, a majority. Yeah. Majority. Because it's just, it's so ingrained in us. You know, unless you really grew up in a very open household where sexuality was open or maybe your parents were practicing it. You know, even now, I know a lot of swingers, they don't want to tell their kids. Right. They're just like, no. You know, and we ended up telling our kids <laughs> because, uh, you know, they were in their teens, they were high school and beyond, some, 
you know, in college type of thing. And I, you know, I just feel like it was important to tell them so that they could see there's different options out there. And then they get to choose from there. If they want to choose monogamy, goodness gracious, go do it. You know, no judgment here. Do do what feels good to you. And you might do that for a while and then you might switch things up. Um, but, you know, be honest, be just really be truthful with yourself, what you desire. Because when people don't speak their truth and they don't want to walk in their truth, it just causes all kinds of stuff inside of us, Yeah, you know, and, and that stuff inside of us can become, you know, disease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And would you say that this is, um, for most, um, for most people that you deal with, would you say that this is a healthier, um, I wouldn't say alternative, but a healthier uh, step in their relationship or um, that, that's I'm wording this wrong. Yeah. I have it in my head, but I'm no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yes, it can be a very healthy thing. Okay. okay, it gets sometimes it gets them out of a rut and it spices things up in the bedroom. You know, oftentimes one of the things that I always suggest whenever somebody's open their relationship and they're going out on separate dates, you know, not swinging where they're together, but they're separate, that when they do come back together, they really have some conversation and have sex, you know, between the two of them to really reconnect. And oftentimes it just makes it even hotter, mm -hmm. makes it way more fun. Cause it's all done in the light. You hear that yeah. guys? It you makes know? it hotter. <laughs> Spicy ass conversation. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> have you, is, are there more or more people kind of choosing this lifestyle now? Because I mean, when you say swingers, I think of like, you know, the sixties and seventies, like key party parties where, you know, everybody in the neighborhood kind of came through their keys, you know, and it, it still was pretty much done in secret, but are you seeing more and more people choosing this lifestyle now? I am. I, I, and, and so many, I've been on so many shows and different people that deal with relationships and things like that. And we all agree. There is definitely, it's, it's much more in the open and it's, um, it's just becoming more and more acceptable and less judged. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's going to become even more, I think as, as people start to come out, because like you said, there's a lot of people that just don't want to come out about it. Um, so it's almost like we're going through like another sexual revolution. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, that's what I, I think it's that's actually, what I see. I think it's a bit more broader than the last one. Um, I've noticed, <laughs> you know, like I've noticed a lot <clears throat> in society today where people are just like, I mean, well, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say Vermont and hopefully people understand what I'm talking about. Cause you know, Vermont, you can marry your refrigerator out there. They oh. don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> They just don't care. <laughs> you got a dog you like? Take him down to the courthouse. Um, but no, I, I... 
sorry, we got to get past this one for two. <laughs> Oh boy. I did say we say weird shit. It's right there in the title. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I have noticed a lot that people are way more broad when it comes to, you know, their relationships. Um, you know, e- even with the whole, you know, uh, the pronoun revolution that we have going on now where people want to be uh, identified as, you know, he, they, she, they, they, them, he, you know, he, him. Um, and the list goes on and on. I'm sure there's a novel somewhere that has all of the pronouns that people can identify as. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and I think that directly, and that's, this is just my opinion. I think it directly ties into, uh, sexuality. Um, yeah, you know, and, uh, so I, I, that, and that's all I'm saying that this one's a lot broader because Mm -hmm. now the sky's the limit, you know, whereas before it was just like, he's with her, she's with her, you know, and now it's a lot bigger than it used to be. It is. And a lot, it's a lot more variety for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got trans people, you've got all kinds that, you know, all kinds of things that can be thrown into the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the trans community, they're a lot more being uh, more open about it than they were back in, you know, we'll say, oh. as soon as like even the early two thousands, you know, Yeah. Uh, you know, and, um, more people are are becoming more comfortable in their own skin and i think it's wonderful and i think it's great that uh you know you're doing what you're doing to kind of help people along in their relationships to kind of see what works for them now let me ask you a question uh about uh going back to your your job um and this is just this is just a a a generalized question based on what we were just talking about Okay. How often would you say that a man and a woman who are married or in a relationship, um, how often would you say they bring, uh, we'll say, a trans man or a trans woman into the equation? Ooh, good question. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's even a study out there on that one. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, and I'm not. Now, I, a lot of people bring in, you know, somebody else because they're bi curious or something like that. Yeah. Um, but as far as them being transgender, I, boy, I have no idea. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> a trans man is a man and a trans woman is a woman. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's not really, you know, crossing the platform, it's staying to your own, but at, you know, but I kind of wonder how often that does happen, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, think about it. You've got some role playing that you can go on there and kind of do some interesting things, I guess. Right. I'm so I'm big, sure it happens. Female sheriff, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you got anything, babe? Um, well, that kind of, I was thinking, you know, about, I'm sure that there are couples who want it to have an open relationship because they are curious about being with 
somebody of the same sex or maybe, you know, and that's like they're released or I, I, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it is. And, and sometimes that's more of like, that can be like a swinging situation where mm-hmm. somebody, you know, will bring in, you know, like another female so that the female can experience that. And maybe the, the, the guy wants to watch and not even participate, you know, so you can design it really, however, whatever works for you, you know, because mm-hmm. some couples, the reason they like the swinging is because they're both involved, they're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, and then it depends if they get a free pass to do a full swap and go do something else, you know, sometimes they'll do that. Mm-hmm. But it's a good, it's a good playground for, you know, having different experiences or especially if you're bi-curious or finding out, you know, it's a good, it's a good way to do it in a safe environment. Now, I do want to remind everybody that we are live and we are accepting phone calls. Um, the link to call in is right underneath of uh, your your live stream that you can see there. Um, you click the link, you call in, you ask your question, she'll answer it for you and everybody will be happy. Uh, if you do not have a question, then don't worry about it. You can come in and just say hi. Uh, but we do want to remind you that, you know, that this is open for discussion. If you have any questions, good or bad, just be respectful. That's all we ask. Um, don't be afraid to call in because we can't think of all the questions. You guys have to think of some too. You're a little curious about something. Right. And if somebody has a story, maybe they have their own story, pop on and share it with us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We would love to hear it. We have so much time. I mean, you know, we're only 40 minutes in. (laughs) give me a phone call i'm not begging i'm just asking please for the love of christ (laughs) somebody Um. (laughs) we're gonna start saying weird shit It's going to be well, really always, weird. You know, when people aren't used to you, a new format, sometimes it takes a bit for them to, exactly. to get exactly to get used to it. So we'll yes. give them we'll give them a little bit of a time. So I'm going to give them a show. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see how this looks on the live stream. Um <laughs> So, um, so, uh, and I'm going to uh, say this, he, he is going to watch the live stream. When we're done, he will go back and watch it probably 14 right, times. No, just once. <laughs> but, um, but I will say, I will say um, this. We do have. Oh, hold on. Hold on. We got one. Uh, I got a message here from uh, my good friend Emery here. Is if I could be guaranteed to be able to stay, I would call in. I have stories. See, Emery's at work right now. So Oh man. Yeah. yeah. He needs to go take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Emery's stories have stories, apparently. So that would be the funny thing Did is, you know is... About those stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say the funny thing is, is you're Emery's boss. So um 
<laughs> Go take a break, Emery. <laughs> Work harder, Emery. <laughs> no, no, Emery is uh, is fantastic. Also, uh, my sister Sharon here says I can't call, but I find that it sounds like respect and communication are the keys just like all relationships. Yes, they really are. I 100%. You know, when people when people don't communicate, there's so much that that's left unsaid for people to assume. You know, and you know what assuming does? Makes an ass out of you and me, right? Yep. So we don't like doing that kind of stuff, but people, I mean, people do it all the time. I still do it every once in a while and I catch myself because I want to be clearer. And now some people are like, you ask a lot. And I'm like, well, yeah, I want clarity. You know, there's nothing wrong with having some clarity. Absolutely. And, now, no, um, and, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Did you have... Oh. I had actually, I was going to ask uh, something completely off topic. So finish your thought and then I'll go. Oh, go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> now I'm curious. Um, <clears throat> oh no, it's, it, uh, we're, we're going to zero in on your relationship with your husband. Oh, you want um, to? Sure. Why not? So, um, now that you guys have found your way, um, and all of that, how, how has your relationship been since? Is it peaches and cream? Is it is it same as it ever was? Uh, you know, nothing's really changed except for the fact that you know you guys are, you know, seeking seeking uh, uh, other partners abroad. Well, we are divorced. Abroad, no pun actually. Intended. Oh. No, we are divorced. Oh. So you're asking how how it's going. Um, we are actually very, very good friends. And uh, we'll go swing together every once in a while. I haven't done it in a long time, but we've done it. We've done it a few times. Um, we just really came to, for us, you know, when we got married, we had sex before we got married. Shh. <gasps> What? No. And you know what? We were really in uh, the fundamental Christian world and <clears throat> we felt so guilty about it because we sinned. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, the shame and the guilt that we felt, it's like we have to get married. If we want to have yes. sex, we've got to get married. So we did. And it was great. We had three beautiful children of several businesses. We did a lot and had a great time. And so I think one of the things that, you know, when I was talking about earlier, when people get a divorce, it's not always about the open relationship. A lot of times it's it's just time. Mm -hmm. And for us, um, it was kind of like, you know what? It was kind of based on shame and guilt, even though we had this, this great marriage. And, um, and we want to kind of explore in a different way of, of actually being, you know, single and uh, and he wants to do a lot of traveling and, and find, you know, he's still kind of finding what he really wants to do in life. And mm -hmm. so we just decided, you know, let's just 
get a divorce. And he was, his intention was to go to California and he had been in California for about a year and a half. Um, and, uh, wanted to really go do quite a bit of stuff and, and that, and, and, you know, so he kind of went, he, he kind of went his way and we still talk probably almost every day and, uh, we get along great. We're still in business together. That's another one of my things I do. He, we have a video production business. He does documentaries now and stuff, but it's just, it's like a different, if it's different when I'm dating other people and seeing other people and stuff like that. What so, is yeah. stuff when it comes to documentaries? <laughs> you, you glazed over that and stuff. What is that? No, it's just documentaries. <laughs> no, like, okay. So the, 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 the last documentary he did, was uh called adapting to dive Mm. and in that documentary it's actually about divers who are like quadriplegics or had stroke victims or mental disorders and there's this company called dive heart that takes these guys out they have a dive buddy that helps them get them dressed and helps them learn how to dive gets them down helps them with their buoyancy and all that stuff and these guys get to experience life in a completely different way. Like, cause there's no gravity that's pulling their body down. Like having to sit in this chair all the time, all of a sudden they can almost like simulate walking on the sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's, it, it's, uh, it's a pretty powerful documentary, especially because, uh, the week before he went to go to the, to do his documentary, our son actually overdosed. Mm-hmm. And so I said, just go, I'll, you know, I'll take care of everything on this end. You go do it. And he kept it a secret the whole entire time he was there. And, uh, at the end, he finally told him, but he had gotten, he had had this dream about midweek that our son came to him and he said, dad, don't you understand this documentary is about you learning how to adapt and overcome. And that's really what he had to do. That was his lesson through the whole thing is that we're all adapting to in this life in some way or another, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, we all have something to overcome and, and adapt. And so that was his documentary that he did. And then, and so you can actually see it. It's on Amazon prime or uh Tubi, I think if you want to watch all the commercials. But you can it's like maybe three dollars on Amazon Prime. So again, it's called Adapting to Dive and stuff. And so now he's uh there's my stuff again. <laughs> now he's doing a, a new documentary which is actually on based on hypnotherapy when uh people are hip uh, go through the process. Sometimes they actually get to experience like past lives or, you know, what it was like between the lives and things like things like that, like super, super interesting stories. If you've ever done it, ever experienced it, it's, it's uh, pretty interesting. So he's actually going to, um, record some of these sessions and put a documentary together for it. That sounds awesome. All right. Yeah, for real. I will definitely have to check that out. Um, and I probably, I'm terrible at remembering stuff. So you, uh, if you wouldn't mind sending me that, uh, after yeah. the show, that'd be awesome. Um, absolutely. We're all about say, supporting our guests and yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a documentary where the adapting to dive, I'll probably cry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Some people do. She's an emotional person. I'm very um, emotional. <laughs> yeah. But it's empowering, um, so too. Kenza, That's the good part. Yeah. Uh, Kenza, um, I, I would love to read your question for you. However, we do have a link at the bottom. It's pinned to the uh, the comments. Why don't you come on and uh, ask yourself? We would absolutely love to have you come on. And tell her she doesn't have to have her camera on if she doesn't want it on. No, I don't think. Uh, I think it's just a call in. I don't think. Oh, okay. Camera. On. Yeah. At least that's the way it was described to me. Anyway. Wait, can I, I put know. on this a big mustache? And... This is a whole new platform. <laughs> You can wear yeah, a mustache, you Kenza, hide you, your identity. You just do this. Just do this. <laughs> yep. I'll even, I'll even we'll call you never Ken. never know. I'll even call you Ken, not Kenza. <laughs> <laughs> well, give her. Is she going to do it? Give her oh, a few minutes a of that. The there, there's a delay in the live stream. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm still watching you with your mustache. Oh, I've still had it on the whole time. <laughs> and I, when I remove it, it's my real mustache. <laughs> All right. Well, since since Kenza's too chicken to call in. Uh, come on, call in. <laughs> <laughs> you know you want to break that ice. Someone's got to be the first. Someone's got to pop the cherry. cherry. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. We didn't put together this live stream so you guys couldn't fucking call in. Shit. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sure you guys right. are tired of like my scratchy, high pitch, nasally voice. Come on. <laughs> all right if ken's is not going to call in i'll just read her question for you for her. okay uh she says that um what is the best way to go about talking about opening the relationship good question very good question and i do have a freebie on my website that they can get on and it goes there's a whole pdf you can download about an open relationship and i have three short videos that talk about uh, an open relationship and different ways that you can kind of approach it. So mm -hmm. do feel free to do that. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, the relationshipsevolving.com. It's on there. Uh, the, the way I suggest, because, you know, the way my husband came to me and he's just like, I want to have sex with somebody else. You kind of get taken back a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So there's milder ways to approach this. And I always say, do it with curiosity. And I mean, even listening to this podcast right now, you've got something that's piqued your curiosity that now you can bring back to your partner and begin a conversation and kind of see where things go from there. But it's really keep that curiosity in, in, in play, you know, not that I want to do this, but more, what do you think about this? Oh, we may not have a link, uh, a link that works right now, actually. Oh, did she try? Yeah, she says she can't get the link to work. Okay, Aww. well, that just sucks. All right, well, everybody, if you have a question, don't be afraid to put it in the comments. I'll be more than happy to answer it for you. <laughs> oh, great. You're going to answer him. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
I was trying to call, but I'm also do, out doing DoorDash. Okay, that, that oh. makes more sense. Okay, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, I'll put my number out there. I'll just put it on speakerphone. <laughs> I think everybody that's watching right now has our phone numbers, so it's it's all good. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, getting into the relationship and the divorce and everything, um, are you and your ex husband? Um, is your relationship stronger than it was when you were married? I think it is. Yeah, I, I actually do. You know, we still support each other um, in whatever is needed. And, you know, the only difference is he lives in a different place than I do. And, uh, you know, we don't have sex together. But <laughs> that's probably the only difference is. But, you know, he's uh, he's traveling a lot and he has his lovers and I have my lovers and um it's, it's good. You know, for me, it's like every relationship that you have, they're a mirror for you and you get to learn more about who you are if you want to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always an invitation, right? But you do, you're going to learn more about you. You know, how are you showing up in this relationship? How do you communicate? You know, are you being authentic to your desires and it's going to change from relationship to relationship. And for me, everyone that I've had outside of my marriage has contributed to me greatly, whether it's turned out good, bad, whatever it is, I get to take that away for myself and integrate that into the person that I am today. All right. And um, I just want to go ahead and call somebody out here. Here, I see... I see my friend Ryan is watching, and I know you have a question. Why don't you uh, click that link and call in, bud? <laughs> We're all listening. Waiting for you, bro beans. <laughs> um, You're creepy, by the way. <laughs> I, I was going for the creepy. I was going for the creepy look. Um, so, um, can you, is, would there, was there ever a time, and this is just kind of one of the lighter moods here. Uh, is there ever a time where something happened where it was just downright embarrassing? Like, Oh yeah. You, you want to talk embarrassing. We're talk. visiting my sister. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, we're talking and chit chatting, how's life going and all this stuff. And, you know, mind you, they're from Montana. Right. And he just drops it on my sister saying, Oh, your sister, your sister has a boyfriend. I'm like, I was mortified. I'm like, what did you just do? Yikes. <laughs> so that was the first time. I mean, I was super embarrassed. I probably turned 50 shades red because I'm like, Oh my gosh, now my family knows what are they going to think? And, Oh yeah. I went through all of that shame and guilt all over again, mm -hmm. you know, of who I am. Cause it's kind of like coming out of the closet, right? right. <laughs> You're yeah. doing something against the norm. And, uh, you know, it was, yeah, that was a trip, especially cause it was super in the beginning when we were just starting this. Um, I feel like that would set me back. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it would be, uh, that would be something, uh, I, I definitely would just kind of 
hide in a corner somewhere for a little while. Just <laughs> I know. I'm like, thank <laughs> God we're leaving town. <laughs> so that being said, your parents, I assume, are in the know of, of your lifestyle and, and what you um, do Well, my, my uh, yeah, they do. Um, I don't know how much my mom really understands. I don't like talk with her about it. Um, but she sees yeah. stuff on Facebook and she knows, you know, we're divorced and and stuff like that. So I don't know that she fully comprehends all of it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not gonna talk to her about it. You know, it's one thing to know, but I don't stick it in their face. And that being said, um we talked earlier about uh you being raised in a uh, a Christian household. Um so does she ever bring it up about, you know, now see the interesting way? thing I didn't, my family was not, they're not fundamental Christians. It was Dave's family. And Dave kind of brought me into that whole religion and stuff. So it's, yeah, it, it was fucking, Dave's. it was really on his part and his family. Fucking Dave's can all of them suck. I know. It's They're just terrible. the Daves of my life. That's all I can say. They run horrible <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> um, I do have an update uh, for anybody who is interested in calling in. I clicked the link to see what would happen. And if you're using a mobile phone, you have to have the Riverside app. Oh, that's sneaky. You that's can gonna have yeah. that. At me, but you can do it from a desktop and it'll go through without having the app. So, or you could, um, just, or you could just ask in the comments and I'll be more than happy to ask our guest. No judgment, all judgment. <laughs> well, Alicia figured it out, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that would explain a lot. So I uh, wanted to click apologies. the link and see if it was working. And I what, think that was probably a good, smart idea. You know what, Riverside? One more fuck up. One more fuck up. And we're going to well, write a strongly worded Yelp review. Well, I know there's other platforms out there that are much better for life. I <laughs> love you, Riverside. I would never harm you. Straight yard, <laughs> here I come. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so was that like the biggest embarrassing moment you've ever had? Uh, I I would say um, one of my other embarrassing moments was like when your kids ask you why you're both, you tell them you're going on a date, and then you go and you leave in separate cars, and they're like what the heck is going on <laughs> <laughs> at that point yeah. we had to tell him because it was a little embarrassing to say we're going on a date and, and we're leaving different directions oh so i actually have somebody who wants to call my phone and ask a question okay so let's see here Oh, I think that was actually Kenza. I don't have that number. Oh, okay. Yeah. For everybody who's a... listening. Hmm? 
Oh, we have a question in the chat in the uh, comments here. Okay, go ahead with it. Um, oh, it says I have been happily more or less single for the last four years and plan to stay that way. I was raised in a very conservative fundamentalist Christian home. How do you get over those feelings of shame and guilt, especially where family is concerned? They still try to pressure me into being a straight, cis, godly wife. I am none of the above. Oh, she froze. So uh, I heard, I heard, how do you get over the feelings of shame and guilt? Is that what she was asking? Uh, Am I still frozen? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it says, how do you get over those feelings of shame and guilt, especially where family is concerned? They still try to pressure me into being a straight, cis, godly wife. I am none of the above. You know, it's, it's knowing who you are. And yes, they're going to have their judgments. It's their judgments. Okay. It's just how are you going to allow it to affect you? And that's what you have to look at. First, you have to look at, do I believe what they say, you know, and and be strong in what you believe, being authentic to who you are, and then uh, start recognizing, just feel the feelings. When the shame and the guilt comes up, they're just feelings within us. Most of the time, if you just feel them, they're going to go away. So, I mean, that's just a tip for any kind of negative feeling that's coming up. Just feel it. Because people don't want to. And then what happens is it, they stuff it, stuff it, stuff it, and then they explode. Okay. And then first you're recognizing, right? You're being, you're actually recognizing that it is the shame and guilt. So when you can recognize and know what it is that's bothering you, whether it's the belief system, the shame, the guilt, the judgment, whatever it is, then you can start moving past that. All right. So, so just, you know, be you. And, and yes, they might have opinions, but maybe you just being authentic and vulnerable in who you are without hiding it, sometimes it changes their lives. And that's, that's what people don't realize. When we're really willing to be ourselves, it's liberating to other people. In other words, you're stuck in, in a codependent cycle where you're always looking out for other people's feelings and you're afraid to be you. So you start burying you and hiding you and, and it's just not going to go anywhere. And then I have a person who wants to call in. Um, I'm on do not disturb. So they, it goes right to voicemail. So I'm going to call them Okay. and they can ask their question. Hello. Go ahead and ask your question. I can kind of hear you. Go ahead and ask your question. Okay. So it's kind of a story mixed in with a question, if that's okay. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So um, I want to say it was a few months back. My fiance and I tried to open up the relationship with another female. Um, Things went good at first, I want to say within the next couple days. I ended up being left in the dust, and they were kind of messaging off on their own. My 
trust issues got in the way and I ended up completely just calling it off and said that I was done. How exactly can I be okay with the other person wanting the open relationship? Because I'm in for it on my end and like want my partner to be okay with it from me, but I'm not okay with it from them due to trust issues. So how exactly would I go about that? Okay. Um, did you guys, did you guys create some pillars of agreement before you started the open relationship? Um, so the thing is, is she, she Oh, she doesn't have it. Okay. I'm just going to talk. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just talk. Okay. Yeah. If I can't ask, ask her questions. Um, so a lot of times when people uh, start out in an open relationship, oftentimes they don't have good pillars of agreement in place. And some of those pillars have to do with, um, you know, emotional attachments, like making sure there are no emotional attachments that this is for sex only, you know, unless you want to get into a poly type situation, that's different because then you're actually managing more than one relationship. And that could be a conversation too. Yes. We opened our relationship. I see that you're um, really contacting this gal. Is it that you want more of a polyamorous type situation? So actually exploring into, into what that could possibly look like, um, but trust is a huge thing in an open in any relationship, and even more so in a, in an open relationship. You have to be willing to trust that if somebody wants something different than what was agreed on, that you're going to discuss it, mm-hmm. and that's how you're really going to make it work. You have to you have to take each one of these issues, and you have to be willing <clears throat> to really look at it together to be able to like move through it. Um, but really having, um, you know, making sure you're clear on both parts when it's not clear, you know, what the expectations are or and if they change, like actually coming to you and saying, OK, this has come up. She keeps texting me because, you know, you know, you have sex with somebody else and sometimes you get the oxytocin. The girl gets the oxytocin hit and she thinks you're on the relationship escalator. So then, you know, she's going to start doing it, uh, the communication more and more and more. Um, you know, cause maybe she's not clear. And another thing that is uh, really good to kind of do is uh, sometimes staying, I hate to say it this way, but staying within your own species <laughs> is a good idea when you're dealing with this. So like when I first started, I dated somebody who was in, had made the same choices of having an open relationship. So they, we knew what was expected when you bring somebody in from the outside that hasn't been in it, doesn't understand it, then it can get kind of rocky because the expect there's not the same expectations there. Not to mention, I'm sure there's a territorial thing involved too, you know? Yeah. Oh, there can definitely be a territorial thing. Yeah. I mean, we are just animals. We all have instincts. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and there are some people out there that are mate poachers. Yeah. Yeah. They'll do what they can to try and break you up. And, and that's where you guys have to have that strong base of a relationship, you know, before doing it, because you got to stay strong for each other to make it work. Yeah. Kind of like how Liz over there is uh, loving on Nyla and I'm jealous. <laughs> Nyla wanted to be on the podcast. 
I see that. <laughs> She's like, I need my fame. <laughs> she is by far one of the sweetest dogs you'll ever meet in your life. She usually uh, hangs out here with me to podcast, but she's a mama's girl tonight. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so, you know, I'm a little jealous, you know. My girl's got my girl. <laughs> well, honey, you need to call me. We'll work on that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> and I never saw him or Nyla again. <laughs> oh, is that somebody calling? I don't know. What was that? I don't know. I don't see anything That's... on my side. Oh, maybe it was mine. Oh, that magical. I know. I was like, <laughs> where did that come from? I was like, whoa, we have a caller? What? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that the telephone sound? <laughs> we all got excited, like, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Well, so far we got uh, we got two questions. Um, I know you guys have more questions. There are plenty, plenty of questions to be asked out there. Um, like, for example, is that your natural hair color? Oh, this? Oh, heck no! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> How about you, Dave? Is that your natural hair color? Yes, and the carpet matches the drapes. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> thinning. It's thinning. Yeah. It's, it's thinning. It's thinning. There we go. We got the weird chip for sure now. <laughs> Wait, is that because... You can always count on this guy for that. So is this because I took that picture of the top of your head the other day? I don't want to talk about it. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. She showed me the other day that my hair is so thin. Oh my God. Like, she was like, no, I just wanted to show you that there was this cool little wave going through it. And I'm like, bullshit. You saw a scalp. There was scalp. There was everything. Let me tell you something. I am not ready to admit that I'm going bald. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back a couple years when I told you your hair was thinning and you flipped out on me. I did. And then I told my former boss that I told Dave his hair was thinning and my boss flipped out on me and was like, why would you tell him that? That's not <laughs> something you tell a man, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Look, my hairline started going in recession back in 2008. That's when the big recession was. <laughs> um, so we so, just might be going through the the new recession, right? No. Right. So, I mean, like, I, I'm trying. I take biotin. I cry at least for 10 minutes a day about it. And she just won't leave me alone. She keeps poking the bear. She's like, hey, let me take a picture of your scalp there, baldy. You had that cool wave going on. I can't help that it highlighted your bald spots. He's like, she's like, she's like, hey, you know what the, the you, you know what the national bird is? The bald eagle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, why did you marry me? And she's like, because I love that scalp. 
<laughs> it's all about being comfortable in our own skin. Hair or no hair. <laughs> I like my hair. It looks looks nice. I can't tell you're balding at all. I can. <laughs> it's a good angle. If you look at it looking down. <laughs> Thank you for the demonstration. I think you might need to turn around. Oh, actually, I don't have like necessarily a bald spot. Uh, let's see. Emery says, I saved mine for you when I shave it off through the. Oh, thanks, Emery. I'll weave it. I'll do it. Thanks, Em. You're the coolest. <laughs> Sharon says, cruel to be kind. Go, Liz. Hey, you know what? I embrace it. These, these these are things that I'm starting to learn about myself, and, and and you know, as a 40 year old man, I think I'm I think I'm I'm striding into it gracefully. Yes, you know, there's so much pressure that's put on us to look a certain way and be a certain way, and you know, that's another thing with all of this stuff. You just start to learn to accept yourself way more. People are more free. They're happy with who they are and they don't feel like they have to have, you know, boob jobs and tummy tucks. And, you know, it's not, you go down to the club and I mean, the, what I like about this club, it's the social club first, but people just really accept who they are and they flaunt their sexy, however they flaunt their sexy. And I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I am definitely. Oh, go ahead, baby. I was just going to say, I 100% have been thinking about that Bob's Burgers episode where they go stay with Linda's parents in Florida and find out that it's like, um, it's like a senior citizens community, but for swingers. (laughs) (laughs) And like, Linda has that like, (laughs) oh, I'm sure they do. (laughs) And, like, Linda has that, like, meltdown about her parents, like, being dirty birds. and <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that. Which one is that? Uh, it's uh, it's Bob's Burgers. And, um, Bob's Burgers. Okay. Yeah. They go to Florida to visit uh, Linda Belcher's parents. And it's, like, a, a senior community for swingers. And if you don't participate, you can't live there. So. Okay. No vanillas. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's very cute. That. They always start off their swinging parties with like a potluck dinner. So. <laughs> but I'm just going to say it. this. And I don't care who hears me and who disagrees with me. Nothing good comes out of Florida. Oh, Stop. <laughs> somebody's got a little bitterness there <laughs> i used to live in florida to be fair oh okay um, yeah yeah in this little town that if you were to spit on the map you'd find it um <laughs> and like there was like literally four things to do there hunt fish um mud bog and reproduce Sounds like Montana. Yeah, I was good at none of those things. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not there anymore. 
I am not there. I, I, I didn't belong there, so I, I, I couldn't hang, so I ended up leaving. But, uh, you know, I, I came up here and, um, you know, and then I moved to South Carolina, which, uh, you know, only a couple of good things come out of South Carolina. Nothing. Oh, I take it. Is that where you two met? No. In a manner of speaking. No. I mean, not physically. <laughs> he was he was living in South Carolina at the time. I was still here in Ohio. Okay. But then I, uh, her and I met, uh, you know, about what, about eight, eight and a half years ago, started talking to each other. And then eventually um, I just showed up at her door and she was just like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, get off my property, you weirdo. And I, I, like, I put on a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was all. Do you have your shotgun too? <laughs> no, I should have, especially living in that neighborhood. But <laughs> I know, right? No, I finally showed up, and then Liz and I we met, and everybody was happy, and like you know, we lived happily ever after. <laughs> just love these effects they're great (laughs) i i was gonna say you know you were talking about like shame of like people finding out and everything and um i think it's kind of a weird story to throw in but um when i had my miscarriage that was like my big thing was like oh my god people are gonna know we had sex you know like we're not married and, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, That's how I guess, ingrained it is. I think it, I'm still very much kind of like that old fashioned mentality too. So she says Davenport to fucking uh, describe a couch. Okay. Yeah. Never heard that one. Old school galoshes yeah. and rain boots. You know, um, we, there's so much shame that people put on other people because they don't fit into their box. You know, and that's all it is. <laughs> oh my god, I had to. I'm sorry. You left it you left it wide open for me. I did. That's what she said. <coughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, that's man. so do we have any more questions anybody <laughs> anybody 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 i i got a that was random no fucking way you've never met me before have you have you ever listened to the podcast have you seen the name of the podcast <laughs> i i'm not seeing the comments so hmm. oh that's okay we see him just fine i saw i, I saw that was random Come on, I'm the most random motherfucker I know. That's what makes me an interesting fella. Right? Yeah. Gotta, gotta have fun. Yeah. It's it, it's not that I don't pay attention. It's just that my mind goes from one subject to another subject to another subject. Like that. Well, that's how you keep it rolling as a host. Exactly. Exactly. I roll like TikTok, bitches. 15 seconds and I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liz. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, left it open. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I knew it. I knew it. Well, um, she didn't walk into that one, so I had to. <laughs> asking any questions. So I think what we're going to do here is we are going to not take up any more of your evening. I want to thank everybody for coming out. Gail, you have been an amazing guest. And thank you for answering the questions. The what? Two questions that you got? from, from <laughs> Well, you guys have oh, questions okay. too. So. Um, but. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't typically watch, but I listen. And we see each other at least four times a week. And that was weird, even for you. Good weird, but weird. <laughs> Thanks, Emery. <laughs> so anyway, I know some well, of us have... Well, you have some juicy uh, conversation next time you see Emery, right? <laughs> oh, 110. It, it always ends up somewhere, so, somewhere off the charts. Uh, but anyway, from us here at We Say Weird Shit, Gail, thank you so much for coming today. Thank we you. Loved having you on. I would love to have you as a uh, as just a, a regular recorded guest one day. Maybe we can absolutely. That. Mm -hmm. um, but until then, we are your humble hosts. My name is Dave, and I'm Liz, and we will see you next time. Love you, motherfuckers. Thank you so much. <laughs> I had to set it up like a podcast episode. Right? <laughs>